Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. Fully staffed, as a matter of fact, here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida. I have to remember that we're international. I started out here, this is a local half-hour show 20 years ago, and we were lucky to get out of Palm Beach County in terms of reach. And now with our Facebook and our YouTube and other streaming, we're able to reach all over, and we do. I would say we probably have an almost an equal balance from out-of-state or maybe out-of-country callers and local callers. Well, maybe not quite, but we love the calls, and that's what this show is all about. You regulars know that, that you do make the show. We have some incredibly intelligent, articulate uh, callers, and uh, uh, it's kind of like preaching to the choir because these folks don't need our help, but they realize a lot of you out there, maybe the ones that don't call in, may need our help, and you want to know, how can I buy or lease a car or have my car serviced without being ripped off by the car dealer? And the silent group, probably majority out there, uh, are listening to some very interesting callers. Uh, so if, you, if you're a person that maybe you're just listening because you like it, but you uh, don't really have to, you're, you're a sophisticated car purchaser, uh, give us some of your tips and give us a call at 877-960-9960. That's our preferred method of reaching the show because the, the dialogue, the personalities, the exchange, uh, it's just uh, its a more human thing to me than texting or f- Facebooking or posting on YouTube. But it works. They all work. And we wouldn't be able to reach out as far or take as many, take as much input if we didn't have all the other sources of reaching Earl on cars. We have a text number. I know I'm giving out too many numbers, but... Uh, you can write them down if one of them appeals to you. Uh, the text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. We have one texter that texts us every week, Anne-Marie, and uh, she is extremely uh, interesting and smart, and uh, she'll have a text, I'm sure, in the batch. Uh, put yours in and text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. Now, I mentioned Facebook. Um, actually, Facebook has become kind of like a older generation thing, but we still have a lot of folks that are on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Even bigger than Facebook is YouTube, and boy, do we have a bunch of followers on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And our very special, uh, interesting, not used enough. I wish we would get more use. We have a couple. 
uh, on our anonymous feedback. That is a, a special line. No other talk show that I know has this, uh, but it is a, a, a venue to come in and make your comments totally anonymously. We don't know who you are, where you are. And a lot of very uh, uh, sophisticated corporations, the ones that are more advanced uh, and are concerned about customer satisfaction, employee satisfaction, they have this anonymous feedback in their companies because you know, an employee is going to tell you what you want to hear. A customer uh, maybe is afraid to be totally frank. With youranonymousfeedback.com, that's the link, youranonymousfeedback.com, you can maintain total anonymity and you can be totally honest. You can say anything you want to say. The only thing we'll do if it gets too crude or, or rough, we might, you know, put a bleep in there, but you can say just about anything. And uh, we would love to have your uh, totally candid opinion at youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, before I switch the mic over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host here, I want to mention Rick Kearney. For the new listeners, all the regulars know Rick very well. He's been with us for many years. Uh, he is our certified diagnostic master technician. He's just uh, an expert on how to fix cars. And uh, you have a problem uh, with your vehicle, whether it's a software, whether it's a mechanical, whether it's a computer, electronic, and believe me, uh, all of the above are one of the reasons people are having difficulty with their cars now. The more advanced the cars get, the more complicated they get, and it's just like flying an airplane. It, it's easier to drive a car than fly an airplane, and our cars now are more like airplanes. I mean, if you really know every switch and button and, and bell and whistle on your car, uh, you probably ought to be flying an airplane. You're pretty smart. Uh, I'm a car dealer. I've been a car dealer since 1968. I can't figure out all the buttons and whistles on my car. So uh, don't be embarrassed to call Rick Kearney. Uh, he, he monitors the YouTube channel, by the way. So if you don't want to call and be live on the air, uh, just go to YouTube.com forward slash Rolling Cars. Rick Kearney <laughs> monitors that. Uh, if you want to talk directly, that number is 877 877- 960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And uh, uh, before, again, I said this before, Stu Stewart is, is in the studio. Uh, he is, I say we own a dealership. We have a Toyota dealership. He's there every day. He's, <coughs> he manages the dealership. He knows the current status of the auto stuff. I mean, uh, a lot of my a lot of my knowledge is based on what I did when I was more active, and I I, I have a, a broader spectrum. Stu has a very specific focus on the car business today, so he knows what's going on. So uh, he monitors our text channel seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero and our anonymous feedback. Now Nancy Stewart sitting to my left. Uh, she is our female advocate. Uh, she has raised the listening audience of the ladies out there to just about 50-50. And uh, she tells the ladies uh, some things that they don't hear normally because, let's face it, women are different than men. I know you discovered that probably a long time ago, but uh, I mean seriously, uh, they have a different perspective outlook. And in a lot of ways, uh, they're, more, uh, they're, they're more careful. They do more analysis. They... They're, they're not a, an emotional purchaser of a car like a lot of men men do. So uh, 
If you ladies would like to call Nancy Stewart right here, uh, she will give you that information and uh, tell you a special offer. If you haven't called the show before, you're not going to believe. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. You're a big part of the show. You make the show. Our number here is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. First, I want to thank all of the ladies that have called and have sent me thank you cards, and I so appreciate all of you who helped me build this platform here uh, because you make up a huge financial number with the auto industry uh, service. Uh, I would say that there's probably about 50% of ladies who come through service. So you're, you're a big part of the industry. $50 for the first two new lady callers. First two lady callers. You can share your experience with us, whether you leased, whether you bought, whether you serviced, whatever. Or if you'd just like to say hello, that'd be great. Also, we are going to start off with our first time female caller, and her name is Jean, and she's calling from Boca. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Nancy. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, so I have a great question that I'm getting mixed, mixed advice from my colleagues, but I really need more expert advice. Um, I just moved up here from New York about a year ago, and I had leased my car, my 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited in New York, but my lease is up here in Florida. Well, the two years is up. And I'm just trying to decide if I should buy it out or if I should, you know, turn it in and just go for something new. My trade-in price is 24525 I mean, my buy price, if I choose to buy it, is 24525 I've got, like, under 10,000 miles on it. Was this a okay. three-year lease? It was a brand new lease when I got it two years ago. Yeah. Oh, so it's, you're you're in you're it's a three year lease that you got. I mean, a three year lease, excuse me. That yeah. you got in 2021. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of when the leasing companies would have caught up um, with the residual value. So, for a long time, and I'm not quite sure if it's starting to peter out now, but people that leased their cars before the inventory crunch, yeah, uh, that that twenty four thousand dollar buyout that you have, that's that's part of your contract, so you can buy it no matter what. Um, during the, the, the worst of the inventory crunch, we saw prices of used cars um, going crazy. So, for example, let's say if you had your $24,000 buyout, the market said that car would be worth $30,000 or something crazy like that. So you were in a great position. And so everybody was buying out their leases. Um, so my advice to you, um, get an appraisal on it, um, or you can do it online without wasting any of your time, and, and fill out all the information and find out what the current market value is on that. Um, if it's higher than the 24000 or significantly higher, I'd consider buying yours, um, but um, that's there's other options. Obviously, you can turn it back yeah, in and buy me, another car. Let me jump in there just a minute. You know, Stu says get an appraisal. Uh, he's looking. He means a bid to a buy bid. the car. Right. Yes. Yeah. Appraisals, uh, car dealers give you don't mean anything. Uh, uh, usually, uh, they sometimes under appraise or over appraise on purpose. But you've got whether it's a whatever category it comes under is to uh, describe. Uh, when after which the leasing companies adjusted their residuals, you still should shop it, and it's still a seller's market. So you've got Carvana. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that. They advertise like crazy. Yes, 
I mean, I've never used it, but I know of it, and I, uh, I've been on that website. And, and there's a, a, a one called Vroom, which is not as well known, V-R-O-O-M, uh, V-R-O-O-M.com. Uh, you also have probably the best one, and the first one I would try would be CarMax. Yeah. You can get a buying bid from CarMax, and there's several of them in this area that you, well, they're, they're going to give you the same price, but the closest one you probably want to call. Uh, and then take it uh, to the local Jeep dealers. Uh, uh, go to the used Camry. car department. Toyota. Uh, the Jeep, uh, Jeep dealers. Toyota. Uh, it's Toyota. a Camry. Toyota Camry. Oh, Camry. Yeah, take it to three different Toyota used car departments and get a bid. Uh, you can have a lot of fun with this because uh, used cars are extremely short. Uh, there's a, a big article in the Automotive News. That's the Auto Dealer Trade Journal right now saying we can't find enough cars. We need cars badly. So you got a car. You're going to sell it. And you're you you're in the driver's seat, so you can have some fun with that. I promise you, if you get five bids on your car, which you can do in one day online or less. I mean, you can even take it into some car places, but you can get five bids on your on your car. You will see a variance in price offers of cash for at least a thousand, maybe two thousand dollars, and wow. that that's a kind of excitement. And all you do is look for the high bid. Confirm it. Now you know what you want to get for the vehicle, and if you want to trade it in, you want to get that amount. If you just want to sell it, go ahead and sell it. Another thing to consider, um, also, since you're in a lease, um, do you do you typically typically lease your cars? Excuse, do I typically? This was the first lease I had. Prior okay. to that, I owned cars. Okay, good. Because um, right, right now um, there aren't any very um, tempting lease programs from Toyota. Um, right now, um, due to the you know the inventory situation, um, so the lease prices aren't will not be as if nearly as good as what you probably um, signed up for. So buying a car is probably a, a smarter smarter move now. All right, right, Gene. Well, thank you. I, I've got lots to do the next time we get one of our uh, rainstorms. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Stu, did uh, Jean say she was driving a Cherokee? No, a Toyota yeah. Camry. Okay, oh, Cherokee. No, I think so. Okay. No, a, uh, a Jeep Grand. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, uh, uh, Jean, you know, it was much easier uh, being in the position that you're in uh, a while ago. It wasn't as complicated. Right up, you having a lease and purchasing it. It was the best way to go. But right now, things are, well, I'm going to say they're a, a little bit complicated, uh, meaning there aren't as many cars out there. Uh, as far as the used cars are concerned. But rather than go into all of that, uh, the appraisal is very, very important. And uh, you might come out on top and decide to purchase your Cherokee. So what the current market value is, is really important. And as Earl said, Carvana, uh, 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 com very important. We so buy any car.com? Uh, another one, you buy any car.com. So without complicating all of this, uh, let me uh, let uh, Rick add something to this. Um, Tom Steckland kicked in on YouTube. He says, watch out for dealers who charge outrageous fees for lease buyouts. Uh, but Earl, at one point, didn't you say that it's they're not allowed to charge any extra no, fees? They're not. From state to state, there was a big um, uh, class action suit in Florida and it scared the hell out of a lot of car dealers. But you know, I don't think you'll have a problem with that in Florida anymore. Uh, they can't charge you anything to exercise your option to purchase your lease car. It's a, uh, it's a uh, law, a 1976 Consumer Leasing Act, and it's a violation of federal law. So uh, 
Uh, but there, uh, there's always a dealer out there who probably might try, but I don't think so. And in Florida. Uh, Jean, uh, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, you have uh, a lot of homework to do here, and uh, uh, anything's possible. You know, uh, uh, Rick mentioned, you know, fees uh, with leases, and uh, just be careful what you sign and take a long look at everything and all your options, and you'd be sure to come out on top. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. A lot of really sound advice, and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Gene. Uh, stay on the line and talk with Jeremy. Uh, he's in our control room. He'll get your information, contact information, and I will get that check out to you for $50. And uh, all the ladies out there uh, who are listening right now, thank you for calling the show and being part of this platform that we're trying to build for the female audience. Oh, well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, everybody. You're, you're, you're quite welcome. Please give us a call back and let us know what your choice was. Oh, I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to talk to Meg, who's calling us from Delray Beach. She is a first-time caller. Good morning. Welcome, Good Meg. Good morning, how are you, Nancy? I'm well, thank you. Um, the question I have is kind of two-pronged. Two um, I heard uh, Earl talking about the future of dealerships and the effect that the electric car has had on them. And I, I've been looking and reading about the hydrogen cars, and I wondered if you have any opinion, uh, maybe your panel would you know give me some ideas about what they think of the future of the hydrogen cars and if Earl thinks if they become very popular would that affect the uh, dealership owners or, or how would that work actually uh, I guess not the the future of the dealership has to do with the fact that electric vehicle uh, manufacturers have been given a pass on having to sell through dealerships and uh, 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 for that reason now uh, hydrogen uh, cars are still an iffy thing uh, they kind of they, they kind of got put by the wayside the only serious manufacturer uh, candidate for hydrogen cars would be Toyota uh, they put all their eggs in the hydrogen basket a long time ago when everybody else was jumping onto the electric vehicle bandwagon now they fell they fell way behind they haven't dropped the hydrogen project but uh they jumped onto the electric vehicle uh, program so uh, if if all the manufacturers are manufacturing all the cars uh, as electric vehicles uh, the way it looks now they could choose to go directly like uh, if you want to buy an iphone you buy it directly from apple uh, you don't have to go through uh, a dealer. They have Apple dealers, but the dealerships are owned by Apple. So virtually all the manufacturers now uh, have that electric vehicle in production or almost in production. And the question will be, uh, do they elect to go direct? I'm betting that they do. Uh, publicly, they won't admit it. Uh, when they get interviewed, they always say, uh, our dealer body is vital. We must have them. We will always sell cars to dealers. But frankly, I think they're lying because if they alienated their dealers now, 
the dealers would fight back. <laughs> it's not unusual, Meg. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, they lied. <laughs> well, look, I, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I have worked, I have, I've been a dealer for a lot of manufacturers. Uh, I've had multiple dealerships, uh, including General Motors and Fiat and Peugeot and uh, Mazda and Toyota, I've, you know, a lot of manufacturers, and I haven't dealt with one that was ever totally honest with me. So I, uh, I, I think, especially when it involves their existence. Matter of fact, there's not very many people that are totally honest when it involves their existence. If the manufacturer said today, uh, as soon as I can, I'm going to drop all my dealerships franchises, I'm going to cancel the franchises, and I'm going to sell direct, uh, it, the dealers would put the manufacturer out of business. So uh, yeah. I just don't think we're getting honesty from them. Yeah, well, that's par for the course today as far as honesty yeah. is concerned. I, by, I, by the way, I've always appreciated um, the values that your dealership uh, works on and the fact that they... Um, support the animal rescues. I just think that's wonderful. Oh, thanks, Meg. We have a whole lot to say about Big Dog Ranch this morning, so don't go anywhere. Stay on. Stay on the line. <laughs> uh, uh, before we go, uh, what, what's your reason for looking into uh, hydrant? Are you trying to decide? Second part no, of my no, question no. is: Are you deciding between hydrogen powered and electric? Uh, and the and the hydrogen, I believe, can take you further. Yes, that well, there are a lot of there's several things, and and also I think about you know the the byproducts of the hydrogen car. It's water, you know. It's not car, uh, you know, other nasty things that gasoline and oh, even you're talking about polluting the air. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, polluting the air, and yeah. also you know electric electric cars. I just don't. I feel like. What makes the electricity that you charge the car with? Well, that comes from, you know, from power plants. And, what well, you know, not all power plants are environmentally. Uh, yeah, they're not all equal. Uh, but <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but, but the hydrogen. Know, it's a lot of, yeah, that, it goes further. You know, it's a cleaner emissions. Um, it just seems to me, I, you know, I, I think they haven't perfected any kind of battery that's safe though maybe that's the reason i don't know yeah, but lot. i think it would be wonderful to have a choice between gas electric or raw hydrogen cars you know yeah, correct meg and we always have a choice always and <clears throat> i want to thank you for calling the show and being a part of our platform that we're building here for the ladies and if you stay on the line uh, you can talk to Jeremy in our control room and give him your contact information, and I'll mail that check out to you for $50. Spread the word. Aww, we need $50. the support. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being bubbly and happy and <laughs> calling the show. We look forward to talking oh, well. to you again. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. Hey, 77960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. We are going to go to Phil, who's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Phil. Hey, how you all doing? Uh, yes, I, I think I got a Rick question here. I've got a 2017 Prius. It's got 72,000 miles on it. 
And I was just wondering, is it better to get an oil change more often when the car gets older like that instead of waiting 10,000 miles to get an oil change, do it maybe every 5,000 miles? I mean, would that help the longevity of the car? Um, not really on the Prius. Uh, the, the main factor that you got to understand with the Prius is you as the driver really have no control over the gasoline engine. The computer runs the gasoline engine as a generator, so it has total control and determines when it's going to run and how fast it's going to operate. Whereas on a normal car, you, know, you can over-rev that engine anytime you wanted. So by doing that, the computer actually keeps a better tighter control on the engine and it actually doesn't run for the full 10,000 miles maybe about three quarters of it or less because it's shutting that engine off so often so you're perfectly safe to stick with that 10,000 however as the car does get a little older and higher mileage it becomes more important to check your oil often enough just to make sure that it hasn't started to burn oil uh, we do see on the Prius engines, because they do shut off quite a bit, they don't stay at that full operating temperature, and they sometimes at higher mileage do start to tend to burn a little bit of oil and consume a little bit. So you want to make sure you check it about once every couple thousand miles. Just make sure you're not getting low on oil ever. Or just go with the factory owner's recommendations. Well, that, that is 10,000, but it also says to check your oil at least every 1,000 miles in the owner's manual. Oh, it is does. Right? Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. You mean just look at the dipstick and check it? Is that what you're talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yes. Is, uh, is that only in the Prius? All cars. All yeah. Toyotas, it'll say in the owner's manual to check your oil often. Usually it recommends it at every fill-up of your gas tank. And it also says in the owner's manual for Toyotas. Every fill up of your gas tank. So, so you go in, you fill the tank up yourself, and then you're going to pop your hood. And, you're, and check your a, oil. What, what a joke that is. I mean. Well, it's <laughs> most of Everybody them, who checks their oil yeah. every thousand miles raise their hand. Well, that, that's, yeah. why, that's why I say you don't, you don't need <laughs> to do it as often as every fill up. But. It even says in, in the factory owner's manual oh, no, I'm sure that Toyotas can use up to one quart of oil per thousand miles. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they, they put their weasel notes in there. Yeah. So, just to make safe. But, yeah, that's why I recommend when they start getting up they there, put, they check put it that, once in a they, while. They put that in there because they build some engines that are so far uh, almost out of tolerance that they burn way too much mm -hmm. oil. So if you buy a car and it burns an oil, uh, a quart of oil every thousand miles, you've got yourself almost a lemon. But technically, they got you because they put such a wide tolerance on there that you, they can say, oh, no, uh, we, we, that's a range. You have a yeah. range. Now, your next-door neighbor who bought a car that was built, the exact same car that was built exactly on tolerance, he's getting 20,000 miles before he burns a quart of oil. Exactly. So if, if that doesn't make you want to throw up i don't know what it will but uh the, no. they're, they're trying to hold the the driver the owners responsible uh for their uh, sloppiness and manufacture in my humble opinion 
Doesn't okay. mean it gets you in the middle of a battle. Well, there on you that can, one. There you go. Well, that's Phil, but you, uh, I, I learned something I didn't know that Toyota is actually telling the owners to check their oil every thousand miles. Maybe it's, they maybe yeah. they put that in there in 1950 and they just forgot I, to take it out. I think they probably did. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's one of those lawyer weasel notes. They put them in that way; they're covered just in yeah. case. Well, what if what if someone's being conscientious and wants to go by the book, and they and and they actually have to go through that? We have four customers like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have four. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually that's Rick. Rick does it. Okay, <laughs> let's move along. Here. You gotta check the, you gotta Wait, check Rick does it. Hold on a sec. Rick just admitted he checks his <laughs> oils, dipstick at every gas fill-up. Yeah. Well, not every, but better? every other. Yeah. Okay, I think Phil's trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it better to do it while the car is warm to check your uh, oil or cold? Does it make any difference to get a true reading? Not really, because there, there's a, as Earl says, there's a range on that dipstick. But it's, as long as you make sure you're up near that top mark, and that when you check it, uh, you know, just give it about 20, 30 seconds, let the, make sure the oil has drained down into the pan, and make sure you're on a relatively level surface. And when you check it, if it's near that top mark, you're going to be fine. Okay. Now i got one other question about the availability of the new Prius. Has it improved, or can you order one yet, or what's the situation? The new one is, uh, you can order it. Um, They're already on the road. They're arriving. Uh, The production is, is slow. Um, but picking up now in the second half of the year, but it would be best to, well, it, it depends. There's some dealerships that might have uh, one or two on the lot. I don't know what they're marking them up for, um, but find one that um, that doesn't do that or, or put in an order because um, they're getting a f- just a couple of months right now. If, so if you I want one for Christmas, know? order it today, and you'll have it for Christmas 2024. Possibly, but we'll see as it picks oh up. Oh, my God. Well, we, you know, there are, I mean, uh, supply is, is, is definitely increasing. Um, I just got a message from someone um, asking me to uh, look go look at a Sun, Sun Toyota over Newport Ritchie or Holiday, Florida. They have over 400 cars in stock. Uh, that's kind of suspect. The websites aren't usually very good information. Um, like even our, even our website, which is primarily con- controlled, the inventory is controlled uh, by Toyota. Um, it's, it can be deceiving. That's why we have a big disclaimer saying most of these cars that look like they're available aren't available. But um, we're seeing the change right now. So I just I would like like we say to everybody is uh, um, go out get some quotes from multiple dealers um, online so you don't have to waste your time and um, and go for the lowest price. Um, so are y'all are take, are, yes, are y'all taking orders now? Could you order one from your dealer? Yes. Yeah. We have a we have a list. Um, I don't know, you know, from here how big it is. The best thing to do is would just to be to call in and speak to one of the sales managers and ask what the wait oh, time okay. is, and they can give you all a, right. Good deal. I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right. for calling. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You got it. Thank you, Phil. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Marty, who's holding. He's a regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I intend to buy my wife's lease out in March. She's got a uh, CRV. And when I brought her car over there to you have your back, Ed Morris, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Uh, he said, in order to buy the lease out through them, they have to sell the car as a used car. So they got to add on their dealer markup and all their other uh, stuff. Now, I can't sell that car to you and 
get a Toyota because you can't buy a Honda. Right. So that's another complicated deal. But the salesperson I talked to at Ed Moore said the best thing is buy it directly from Honda. So do you think it's true? or If you go into, like, your dealership, yeah, he's, you he's still can't you buy it, right? He's giving you good advice. No, the, they're, they're not cooperating. I, I mean, as far as we know right now, you, you can't get a payoff, um, and I don't know how long that's going to last. The salesperson gave you good advice. Um, you can buy it directly um, from, um, the, from the manufacturer from Honda, and you won't be charging any other fees. The other thing you could possibly do, I don't know which one would be easier, is just uh, you know, give Brayman a Honda a call or another Honda dealership, Johnson Honda up in Stewart, and just uh, um, you might want to mention that you know the big expose in South Florida just recently of dealerships getting uh, getting in trouble and getting fined for for charging people fees on on their lease buyouts. Uh, it's uh, it's against the law. Um, you're not going to convince the salesperson at Ed Moore's Toyota of that or or anybody there really. Um, only Teddy can make that decision, but um, there's other, you know, other dealers that, that might not do that, um, but we'll see. I mean, you got to call around, but your your best bet might just be going through Honda. That way you're just yeah. dealing with kind of like a Honda bureaucrat. They don't care. It's going to be through the mail, and uh, it might be simple. Now, Toyota's doing the same thing now, right? You can't get a payoff somewhere else. Yeah. your Toyota. Yeah, no. I think it's just that you're not, you can't get a, a, a payoff quote. Um and I'm not sure if the actual sale part's forbidden. I'm, I'm not quite sure, um, but um, yeah. But at, at, you know, at our dealership, we don't we don't charge anything to the um, to the buyout. Uh, yeah, well, we'll collect the sales tax for the state of Florida, and we'll transfer the registration for you, and um, we'll just charge you what state charges us or the county, right? DMV. Yeah. Now the uh, the other thing where Ed Morris has the advantage, they have a, also in Delray, they have a Toyota dealer. Yeah. So oh, so they communicate, in. right? You're no, absolutely right. I think they can help facilitate, um, you know, cross lease purchasing. So that's right. But it's so not advantage to you. <laughs> it's them. not for you, though. Marty, we got no. three calls holding. So, okay, uh, th- thanks, but yeah, I'll have to buy it directly. Do that. All right. Thanks, Marty. Very good. Great yeah, hearing yeah. from you. Talk have to a you great next week. Have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to go to Bob, who's holding in Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Uh, happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Oh, thank you. The same to you. Happy Labor uh, Day weekend. Thank you. Well, I'm waiting for that new hydrogen model to come out. I think it's called the Hindenburg. <laughs> uh, you wait for that oh, one. The horror, the horror. Yeah, the horror. <laughs> Don't wait for that one. Uh, well, that's funny. I believe that's a German model, by the way. It's not. Yes, it was no. a yes, Volkswagen. <laughs> Uh, uh, good news, the new Mustangs have arrived. Look at it. Uh, 24 <laughs> Mustangs. The bad news is the dealer markups. Mm. Uh, Al Packer is marking the four-cylinder up over $2,500. Wayne Akers is marking up the eight-cylinder GT, uh, 5000 And if you want to buy the Dark Horse, which goes for about 65000 MSRP, you have to give them 100 Wow. Hmm. Did uh, did, thought, did you check to see what Mullinax Ford was doing? Because they're uh, uh, I was over there to look at the car. They had one in there, a couple of them that came in. And uh, what's happened is they they put the, when you go inside the car, it's one big iPad. 
if that's what it is. It's, it's a giant iPad. That's cool. The salesman didn't even know how to turn on the radio. We couldn't get the radio on. Uh, there's no volume. To there's it, no probably. button. Well, there's a, there's a volume button, but that's it. Everything else is touch screen. And I'm, I was confused because how are you supposed to be driving the car? If you have to go over to do something on the screen, it, I would think you'd have to take your eyes off the road. It yeah, you've got to feel something. Right. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, physical touch helps you, you know, find things. Right. And I then didn't they even open. know that about the car. Did he say anything about their pricing? Or are they going to mark it up? I'm really curious. I'm waiting right now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my due diligence, okay. and, you know, looking up, and, and, uh, you know, because they're just cars are just coming in. But they also have the owner's manual on on the iPad now. Oh, okay. I think Tesla hmm. has that as well. If you want to get, oh, they do. Yeah, to get oh, the okay. owner's manual, it's uh, on the screen. Right. right. Well, I saw something that was very interesting. The number of cars, the number of models, uh, excluding Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Rolls Royce that sell for $100,000 or more, four years ago there were 12 models. Do you know how many there are now? No. A lot. <laughs> A lot? Over how many? 40. Over 40. Over it's 40. crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I wasn't going to guess that high, but I knew, you know, a lot of the electric cars and it's just the average price right. is, what, 50000 yeah. average MSRP in the world? Over $100,000. Uh-huh. Over $100,000. 100000 Mortgages. Yeah. They should start doing a... Thirty-year loans. Well, I think I think some of the co- I think they are extending. There are some loans now that you can get that go out quite a long period of time. I Not, think there no, are those some. aren't a good idea. Though. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no. I mean, well, everybody. Well, Bob. I don't know, but, do you have any? Do you have any other questions, Bob? No, I can I can get off because our information to share with us. Yeah. No, sorry no. to rush you. We got some That's calls okay. backed up. I'm waiting for your dog. You got a dog coming in today? Yeah, we, we definitely video. we definitely do. Video. Natalie will uh, write, uh, uh, forgot his name, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> what are your name Tank. Is? Hey, where are we? Uh, uh, yes, Bob, we have uh, Tank, uh, and uh, she'll come to us via Wonderful. video this morning. Okay. I'll talk well, a little a more about it later, out. and I'll also I'll talk, talk more about the veterans program that they have out there. Wonderful. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Uh, Let's go to Jersey Mike uh, from West Palm Beach. He is another regular caller. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I love your show. I even recommended it to uh, some other people, and I think they're gaining a lot of knowledge, so I thank you for that. Oh, thank Uh, you. You're welcome. I, I got a few questions. What would cause dirty brake fluid in my uh, 2014 AST Cadillac? Just age. Um, the brake fluid cap is actually open to the atmosphere, and you get so much dust and dirt under the hood that eventually some of that those particles are going to work their way into the fluid. So it's going to get a little bit dirty. It's also going to pick up a little bit of moisture from the air. Uh, it's completely could it normal. To, uh, cause the, could it be enough to cause the brakes to lock up? No, no. I, so if they lock up, it's something else. Yeah. Usually what told, happens in South I Florida. Was dirty, I, was, I was told it was dirty brake fluid that caused them to lock up. No, nah, usually, usually it's, it's the slide pins or the calipers, the way they're designed okay. and mounted. Uh, rust is the biggest culprit on that. Okay. Uh, can I uh, top off my refrigerant in the uh, without the equipment? No, 
not safe to do so, will not work very well at all. What you'll usually wind up doing is making it worse. It'll it'll blow even less cool air. You'll you'll wind up making it hotter. Uh, the proper way to do it is to have a machine that can yeah. evacuate all the refrigerant out and actually draw it down into a vacuum to make sure yes, it's I've completely it empty and then recharge it. Yep, I understand that. One one more question. Um, uh, I you may recommended cleaning the throttle because at, 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 when you stop at a light, I had a lot of shutter going on. My engine was like shaking, and uh, I did clean it uh, thoroughly with the throttle cleaner, uh, and it helped out. But it's still doing it to some degree. Could it be something else going on? Yeah, as cars get older, one of the big things we see are the rubber motor mounts. They uh, begin to settle and compress a bit with time. Okay. And yep. so the, the natural vibrations of the engine now are being transmitted more through the car, and you feel them gotcha. a lot more than you okay. would have before when they had that fresh, soft rubber isolating it. Uh, I appreciate you answering my question. I would point one thing out to you. A long time ago, I'd say probably, I'm 77 years old, but when I was in my early 40s, I went ahead and built my own hydrogen engine with a water tank in the trunk. It wasn't that difficult to do because uh, at that time, carburation was simply, you know, a four-barrel uh, Carter carburetor. Mm -hmm. And all you had to do is run the line over and pressurize it with that tank of water in the trunk. And you had, uh, you, uh, it was only good upon um after you're after you're up up to speed you've got momentum going you know it, it wouldn't work when you start when you start off from accelerating you know from a stop position but it did cause probably i'd say a 25 to 30 percent reduction in gas uh, gas fuel consumption hmm. so and it can be done all you got to do is go ahead and uh, you, you should have patented that sure. and uh, sold it for a hundred million dollars uh, no, that was no. All, the, all the motorheads were doing that back then. Yeah, but if you've tried to patent that, the big three would have come along, bought up the patent, you'd of have course. disappeared, nobody would have ever heard from you again. Matter of fact, I think that actually happened. I think that actually happened, what you just said, they, that they would buy it up. I think that's what took place. But you could still do it yourself. Nobody's going to stop you from doing it. As long as they didn't find out about it, yeah. Well, I'm not going to go advertise it. Yeah. <laughs> but the guys in my neighborhood, we were all. I had a, I had a 427 uh, 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 Corvette that I worked at. Did a racing head job to it. Put a cam in it. Put side pipes on it. Dynoed out at about 490 horse. So I was doing Ooh. zero to 60 in 4.0 seconds. Okay, so you were getting about three miles a gallon, anyways. Well, I was having fun with that car. You know, I would only take it on the weekends. I, by the way, let me just tell you one thing. Everybody I take that out, I would race, I'd beat them all. One day, one day, I'm on Route 80, up in North Jersey. I'm on Route 80, coming out of Patterson. It's late. I'm in the middle lane. I got to get off in about a mile or so. And a guy comes alongside me on the right hand side in a slow lane, downshifts, and he's got a pea green Dodge Duster. This is a nanny car that you take to go get your groceries, okay? So I slowed down, I looked at the back of the rear end, no tack in that, no tack sitting on the window, and guess what? He dust we reckon we got down to about twenty two miles an hour. That's my power curve at forty hundred twenty six hundred RPMs. I nailed it, I went through it, got up to about hundred and five. He was like Twelve cars ahead of me just disappeared. <laughs> Guess what he had in the car? Probably a 440 Magnum. Mike, you sound, no, you sound not, like not, me you know, talking had, to Nancy, he, telling he, her about he my... Had, he had nitrous my... oxide in the trunk. <laughs> oh, oxide. yeah. 
Look up, Mama. Mama Mia. Okay, thank hey, you. Hey, uh, Jersey Mike, I'm changing your name to a wild and crazy guy from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friends here, that's a going to laugh their ass off. Thank you. Great talking to you. Oh, always a pleasure. Have a great All weekend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, your anonymous feedback, it's out there. You can use it and take advantage of it. Youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to John in Palm City, who is a regular caller and always has great information for us. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. We We need some good news after the Hawaiian fires and the hurricane in Florida. Oh, Lord. On late live cable TV. They showed a t- pickup truck helping a woman, and he had to go in the flood water to tie a rope to her Chrysler Pacifica. He actually bent down in, the, in the, like a deep-sea diver to tie the rope onto the Chrysler, and he pulled her off the flood part of the road with his pickup truck and a rope. Now, I just want to mention wow. about a rope that people should have, and it's from WeatherTech. It's a recovery, kinetic recovery rope. It's inexpensive. It hauls 9,000 pounds, and it's 20 feet long. So it's a good idea to have that, you know, handy. You Mm -hmm. never know when you need it in an emergency. And it's reasonably priced. And WeatherTech is a company, not only with the floor mats, but they have a new item now with pet barriers so the pet doesn't come in the front seat. They have um, mats. Uh, mud flaps, and they have a new tunnel cover that covers the back of most pickup trucks. It's an excellent outfit and highly recommended. And I, I, again, hats off to people. Many people that own pickup trucks, and it's America's vehicle. I mean, Rick will tell you, so some areas people just have to have it. Pickup trucks, some of them are so beautiful, they look nicer than some of the automobiles. And usually in a pickup truck, People carry emergency equipment like flares, and they can help people. And most of the people that drive pickup trucks are very cooperative, and they're willing to go out of their way to help the public. Yeah, they really are. And that uh, company that you mentioned, I've, I've heard of them, and I've seen their commercial. Boy, they cut, they have everything. Yes. Everything uh, to accommodate you. a coffee you. cup that goes in the front that you don't spill your coffee. It's weathertech.com, yeah. 800 441-6287. That's 1-800-441-6287? Okay. Yes, great John, company. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you stick around and uh, see the video of our Dog of the Week and also yes. our mystery shopping report. Look forward to it. Thanks, Thank John. You. you and the family have a happy Labor Day weekend. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Lance, who uh, is a regular caller, and uh, he composes uh, and writes songs from time to time, and uh, he's making his uh, debut again. Does he have his guitar this time? Uh, I'm not sure what instrument he's playing this morning. Hey, Lance. (laughs) Oh. Good morning, Lance. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning from the hills of East Tennessee. Mm. Look at it. Where it never rains and it never snows. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got a little quick tune for you and a, and a quick question. First okay. of all, 
I, and I'm, I apologize, I'm tuning in a little late today. Have you discussed the potential UAW strike? No, we did last week, but we haven't talked about it yet. So it's starting to get kind of serious. Yes, it looks. I think they will strike. <clears throat> just, I, just watching. Um, uh, I kind of keep up. I'm uh, keep up with all that mm-hmm. uh, for a business reason, and I'm telling you, I think they will strike. What do they have? Two weeks, uh, Lance. September the uh, September the fourteenth. Uh, yeah, soon. Hmm. So what? Uh, uh, what is your? Uh, I, I guess I guess the concern for a car buyer or anybody looking to be in the market is uh, is if we didn't have high enough prices now, you get a UAW strike, uh, we'd be right back where we were a year ago with uh, you know, eight thousand dollars over a sticker. Now it's only about two thousand dollars over a sticker. I think it will climb exponentially. Yeah, it's uh, it is a scary thing to think about. Uh, of course, there are some um, manufacturers out there that are non-union, not many, but they certainly wouldn't able to be able to supply the demand. Well, I'm curious. Uh, you've been talking about hydrogen cars. Now, is that hydrogen peroxide? <laughs> no, that's that's what uh, some people use in their hair, I think. But no, no, it's a pure pure hydrogen gas. Okay, I wanted to get that clarified because uh, I felt like there might be a run-up here. Uh, at the drugstore on hydrogen peroxide, and I do want to create that. Well, here's the tune. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. If you want to buy a used car, listen to Earl Stewart on cars. I'm going to hire you. uh, Are you available uh, to uh, be part of my marketing agency? Earl, I'm available for anything. <laughs> uh, legal or illegal, I'm available. Well, you're, you're well, Lance, man, you may Lance. be getting some phone calls. The There's man. a lot of people listening to our show this morning, and no uh, one has said that they are available for anything. <laughs> so Lisa, be prepared. Good morning. good morning. Have a happy Labor Day. And uh, I, uh, you, uh, it's a great treat for me to listen and to call in. Thank you very much. Call again. We, we, we're relying on you we now, love, Lance. We we'll, love hearing we'll from you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Happy Labor Day. Um, folks, uh, you, you know, in the, uh, auto, in the automotive news this morning, Earl and I were looking at, at the same time at, a, at, a, at one particular article, and uh, that was uh, about dealers uh, struggling. They say that the struggle is real to find good used cars to sell. And... This goes with, you know, uh, without saying that uh, with all of the rain that, we, that everyone has had, flood cars are going to be just everywhere, and you really have to be careful. And Earl wrote a great column, How to Avoid Buying a Flood Car After um, the Hurricane, uh, the Tropical Storms, the Tornadoes that we have, everything all over the country. Uh, those flood cars, I'm telling you, they have the must, uh, such a musty odor, uh, the watermarks, the stains, the rust, the corrosion, uh, the uh, mud debris, everything that's uh, almost noticeable, uh, uh, you know, to the nose or to the eyes or to the feel. And you really have to be careful this time of year, any time of the flood cars. So just a, 
a word to the wise. Our number is 877-960-9960, and our text number is 772-497-6530. We also have youranonymousfeedback.com. And I want to thank everyone uh, who has joined uh, uh, Earl's Vigilantes and uh, what a great job everybody's doing out there. Uh, it's uh, remarkable, and you can still volunteer. You don't have to uh, you know, know how to take an engine apart. And you can not only help others, but you can help uh, people you know, right in your neighborhood. Uh, so go to Earl on Cars and check out Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, Earl, uh, we're out of calls. Maybe uh, Stu has yeah. and Rick has some well, stuff Can, can I us. just jump in here? Yeah. Uh, Rick, uh, can we, should we correct this thing about the 1,000 mile? I've been looking for that, and I have not been able to find it myself <laughs> so far. Um, Toyota simply says to check the oil. Well, they say to you? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It, it says in, in the owner's manual, it simply tells you how to check the oil, yeah. but it does not specify, specify how often. Yeah, we, we, I think we said that <clears throat> earlier. So, for, so anybody you have to listening apologize to uh, that would be, uh, feel they compelled to be checking their own oil every thousand miles. Uh, uh, that isn't accurate. It's just uh, you should check it occasionally. In my, uh, in my opinion, I think uh, I would just let my, my uh, mechanic, my independent or dealership person check my oil when I came in for my maintenance. But uh, if you want to be more conservative, uh, you could have it checked more often. But uh, I check with chat GBT, the AI app my favorite ai app and they said no manufacturer is requiring that you have to check your oil every 1000 miles including toyota now however with toyota's current maintenance schedule for their cars they have it where you come in at 5000 miles for a tire rotation and at that time that's a good idea all the fluid levels should be checked right so that would include checking the oil level by the technician yeah and then again at 10,000, your oil would be changed. Yeah. So that actually makes it a very good yeah. time at that, that midpoint. Yeah, 5,000 miles makes sense. So uh, we changed that uh, original recommendation from checking your oil every 1,000 miles to check it every 5,000 miles would be a good idea. And then if your car, if you, when you're hitting high on mileage, if the technician recommends that you should check it a little more often, I would follow that advice. Yeah, if you got one of these cars that burns a whole lot of oil because the manufacturer sold you one that came off the line at the extreme end of their tolerance level, uh, then uh, you got a problem. So you probably should check it a lot. Raise hell with the manufacturer too and make a lot of noise because I think that's one of these secret little, dirty little secrets that the manufacturers have. They have a goal for what they want their tolerances to be and the goal is a good is a good number, but they also have a variance. They have a very wide variance on their <coughs> manufacturing tolerances. So if you're if you if you are uh, manufacturing cylinders uh, in uh, in your plant, and you have too wide a variance, that means the ones that come out of the extreme end on either side are really uh, kind of sloppy. Yeah. And uh, that means you're going to be burning one hell of a lot of oil. If you're lucky and you got one that's in the middle, then you could go 10, 20,000 miles before you burn a quart of oil. If you got one, one, one end or the other, you could burn a quart of oil in 1,000 miles. And they say that's okay. I say that's crazy. Well, here's something new that we got. I think you're going to like this one. This is coming from Donovan. 
Tesla this week showed off the updated Model 3 at a random event in Norway. The car has 50% new parts and gets 12% more range with the same size battery. Wow. The car is one of the lowest coefficient of drag of any production car to get the longer range. Plus, they were able to drop the price of the Model S and the Model X this week by $20,000 each. Where, where was this? This is a random what? event in Norway. Norway. Tesla has announced they're dropping the price on the S and the X. Hopefully this isn't just in Norway, but but worldwide, by $20,000, which is kind of insane, he says. And it now means that the X model will now qualify for the $7,500 tax credit. Now you got yourself, you can buy your, your car in Norway, your Tesla, and pay for the vacation and still come out ahead. You're saving $20,000. You want to go to Norway on a vacation? <laughs> Maybe skiing. You know. What's wrong with Norway? I don't know. It seems kind of icy. I'd, I'd rather go to Iceland myself. Well, that's not as icy a, as Norway. No, it's beautiful green country. Right. But anyway, the idea that Tesla is now dropping the prices that much on those vehicles, especially the Model X, which is their yeah. the one with those those uh, flip-up doors, uh, that's, that's a pretty big step. And the Model 3 with increased range... Mm-hmm. Thanks, Donovan. You're the greatest. Uh, if we had a, well, you're definitely, of course, our YouTube callers are all good, but you're the best of the best. Thank you very much. Oh, he says the price drop was here in the U.S. Oh, great. So, uh, sorry, Earl, your, your your Tesla just depreciated by twenty grand. Nah, we don't we don't we don't compare the have an X or an S. I have an S. You have an S. You don't compare those two. Those are totally different, especially the plaid. Oranges and apples. Well. it, the S and the X both oh, the got a twenty thousand dollar price drop. Oh, wow. did, 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 did the plaid? That, yeah. Uh, he didn't specify for plaid. He no, just said they the don't, S. They don't, yeah, they don't. I, get, I promise you, they don't take the premium models and and, and drop yeah, them like that. Probably not. But <clears throat> but still, Model S twenty grand cheaper, folks. That's How about right. when the Roadster it's, comes out, the when the, it, if it comes out, plaid, yeah. Yeah, well, it'll whenever out, the roaster it, comes out, I'll be, dri- I'll be driving the By plaid. the way, I looked, I, I searched um, the Toyota 2022 Camry Owner's Manual Maintenance Guide using the search function, so it's a PDF. Uh, there's no, there's nothing in there that says you have to check your um, your oil level every 1,000 miles or anything like that. Right. The, I, the I only, was looking. I haven't found it. Yeah, the only thing about checking any oil levels is when you bring it in for your regular um, regular maintenance. Yeah. So um, we have a, Anne-Marie has a text for us. And good it's morning, Rick, Anne-Marie. So Rick's got Rick's to pay attention. Uh, good morning. I was wondering when and how often should you get in alignment? Um, when, you dr- when you often drive rough roads, when you hit a bad pothole or a curb, when you get your tires replaced, or when your vehicle starts to shimmy? And that's from Anne-Marie. Great question. Not everybody knows. I get my tires replaced about every week. Well, you have to, because you're burning the rubber <laughs> off it more than your Pontiac GTO. I have, I have a tendency to like to drive over curbs. Oh, okay. You're, yeah. not, you're not burning the rubber. You're, you're um, destroying you're it. You're just assaulting the rubber. Yeah. <laughs> Shredding. And the answer is all, all of, of the, the above, above except... The last one. Oh, when your vehicle starts to shimmy. Exactly. Because that's not an alignment problem. Right. Uh, basically, an alignment issue on the car is if it feels like your car is doing what we call dog tracking. In other words, if you look and see some cars when they're going down the road, it almost seems like the car is turned a little bit yeah. sideways. Mm-hmm. 
when it's going down the road that's called dog tracking you ever watch a dog sometimes uh when they're walking they literally oh, yeah, their back yeah. end will start yeah, to go well, sideways yeah, I just, I, that, that's where we get the term i love that I love dog that. tracking and uh, why do dogs do that hey just because they're a little off that way a little weird <laughs> which uh, if it's for the car and that means that the thrust angle of the alignment of the car is incorrect um also if your steering wheel is off center when you're going straight and your steering wheel isn't level so or, you see that you're actually going to see the uh your steering wheel looks like it's turned a little while you're exactly going, while you're going straight and one other factor is look for a road where it's hard to find in florida because our roads have a lot of what's called road crown yeah they're humped so that the rain will drain off but if you look for a road where the more center lane looks relatively flat and when you're driving do not take your hands off the wheel folks keep your hands on the wheel but lessen your grip just to where you're holding the wheel gently and count the reflectors in the road as you're driving if your car stays relatively centered in the lane for more than 10 of those reflectors you're good your alignment is good don't mess with it but rick if it begins to drift to one side or the other and it starts or if it literally pulls to one side within three to four of those reflectors now it's time to have your alignment checked and adjusted and also when your tires when you get new tires good idea to have it adjusted then as preventative maintenance okay i'm still Rick, working on the dogs uh, trotting at an angle so no. i checked with chat gbt i'm not going to read the whole thing i checked with chat gpt ai why do dogs trot at an angle sometimes i won't read it all well uh, here they are muscle imbalance or injury structural differences conformation certain breeds <clears throat> terrain energetic behavior training or behavior individual variation and it's a complete i mean i love ai that's why yeah, that's why Rick. they occasionally they don't always do it but yeah. you see them and I all see my dog do it when yeah. they're playing as far as this is dog tracking is uh, concerned doesn't it usually uh, mean that the car has been in a crash i mean that's just one potentially yes signs that is that a, Dog very potentially yeah. a severely and, and dog tracking of alignment yeah you know? a severely dog tracking car it'd have to be a a wreck i mean if you see a car going on the uh, street like this could be <laughs> but know? also believe trucks are more pickup trucks are more likely to have that because this yeah. rear axle is solid yeah. and if that rear axle is not aligned perfectly to the center line of the vehicle that's going to cause the vehicle to start dog tracking sideways well great information right here at earl on cars our number is 877-960-9960 you can text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback it's uh interesting you can just say whatever you want and nobody knows who you are okay we are going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to eric who's calling us from west palm beach good morning eric Morning, guys. How are you? Good talking to you. We're great. Nice to hear from you. Fellow car people, fellow dog people. In fact, I'm just driving south on A1A from Jupiter Beach with my puppy. I passed your place, and I figured it was time to call. You know, I'm a long, I was a long-time fan of the car guys. I had an emptiness gap since they were off the air, and then I found you guys a few weeks ago. Oh. You know, you're, you're making my day every day. Oh, great. Uh, car guys was great. Wasn't it? Anyway, the question I have is I've been in real estate finance, you know, my entire career, you know, and I'm the 
real estate finance side, we do some pretty serious qualifying for somebody to get a loan, especially with new rules and regulations. The other day I was in a dealership looking at a Jeep Grand Wagoneer, and I'm semi-retired. I know what I can do. You know, and on, a, on my application with a credit report, my state application, they came back and said, oh, you can afford this 900 I mean, we'll sell it to you, you know, $5,000 down, $900 a month payment, which I really can't afford. I could, but I can't. You know, and they were ready to drive out the, you know, drive out of the dealership, you know, with a $900 payment with $5,000 down on a $80,000 car, whatever the number was. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was mind boggled at the qualifying that that's all they did within 15 minutes because I had a good credit score. Is Are the car dealerships or the finance people starting to do a more rigid debt to income credit qualifying? Because I imagine the default rates are going to start to pick up because my daughter's got a car loan. Eight hundred dollars a month, and I don't know if she can afford it, but it's crazy mm-hmm. in my opinion. Eric, what do you think? Eric, you're, you're really on top of things. There's an article in this week's Automotive News, the trade journal for the manufacturers and dealers, and they're talking about what it is, what we were just talking about earlier, uh, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, the lenders have really jumped into that big time because it's really money to them. Uh, when they issue credit, you know, and they and they issue credit to the wrong person. They can't make the payments on time. It's gonna it's gonna cost them money. You know, if they have to repossess a car, uh, uh, so they they are making much better loans now, and uh, you know that's that's good news for the people that have been you know uh, under evaluated in terms of ability to pay uh, or over evaluated. Uh, it, it is far more accurate. They, they've seen now with AI applied, they can tell the average person to a much higher degree of accuracy uh, how much down payment and uh, what monthly payment they can afford. So it's it's really a good thing. It's uh, far better than the way we were before where it was a lot of shooting from the hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it appears to me I see a lot of people driving around in some pretty expensive cars, and I look at them, and again, I hate to be judgmental, but I'm going, and how do they afford that? You yeah. know, look, I go, how can they afford the payment on that car? So are they, are they seeing many, are they seeing many first I, payment or I six think months there's a cultural, I, I honestly think that there's a, there's a, like a cultural thing. I, I was watching, you're going to laugh at me guys. I was watching TikTok the other day. I was just curious to see what other, what, if, if car dealers were advertising on it. Um, I did see a lot of car dealership employees with very funny TikToks that are filmed at the car dealerships. Um, one was interesting. Um, it was a guy, and I don't even know where this was. It looked like a like a GM dealership somewhere, and he was walking around asking the employees all over the dealership what they drove and what their car payment was. And I was I was shocked at the at the car payments that you know a, a guy working in the parts department he's paying eleven hundred dollars a month for uh, like you know some you know supercar. Um, there was somebody like a look like in this, another one in the service department with an $800 car payment on a Mustang, and it was crazy. And there was all the, and, and BMWs and a lot of luxury vehicles. I think a lot of the young and they were all young. <laughs> a lot of a lot right. of these younger people are. I mean, it's a status symbol, um, and they're uh, they came of age in a time where you know, a, a $800 car payment wasn't insane. And you know, we have a car dealership, and I still think an $800 car payment is is insane i mean I, I realize it's necessary on an expensive car to some degree but 
I, it's cultural, um, and interest rates are higher, and uh, there's there's a lot. Going I'm guessing that a lot of lenders actually look at the individuals in terms of how important is this car to them. If you have an individual that needs a car, and a lot of us do, it depends on where you live, what kind of job you have, and uh, you know, in certain areas of the country. If you don't have a car, you can't get to the pharmacy, you can't get to the doctor, you can't get to work, you can't get to school, you can't get to the hospital. So the lenders found out that people who need a car will make their car payments uh, more religiously than they will make their mortgage payments. And they will right. pay a car back no matter what. So uh, lifestyle and culture, as Stu said, uh, is important. Rick has got his finger up. I, just, I yeah. was going to say that back when I was a, a teenager, 20 years old, a five-year car loan was considered like a, a long-term loan. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing car loans of six, seven, and even eight years. Right. I mean, so... But, you know, but in so many cases, though, that'll keep them from qualifying to buy their first home, right? They, if they buy the car before they buy the house. It used to be, you know, you, jolt, you drove an old beater so you could buy a house, you know what I mean? And eventually you caught up. Yeah. But now it's like you've got to drive the nice car and you right. can't afford to buy a house. Yeah. So the, the last thing on topping off, you guys are great, but, you know, I'm my whole life, my life has been Charlie Brown with new cars or whatever. If I could buy a car one day and it would break down the next. But a few years ago, I picked up a used 2013 Jetta 2.5. This car's got 248,000 miles on it. Wow. It doesn't owe me a dime. Two major tune-ups, tires, oil changes, air compressor. And that's it. It's a dog car. I got you know I got a big hairy dog, so I got to have a you know second car. Oof. But I don't know if you've seen that luck with the two point five before. I wish they still made it, but I have. It's a, it's a great car. So you I finally got lucky. <laughs> I finally got lucky. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys, have a great Amazing. Saturday. Thank you, Eric. Thanks. You bet. Bye bye. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Dave in Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Dave. Yes. Good morning. Uh, I had a question. Uh, I think you just it once before but it's about uh the interior of a vehicle smelling like smoke i think you said you can get rid of the smell temporarily but then it comes back and i was just wondering whatever that process is when it comes back and you just repeat the process again yeah well um, rick and i agree with the uh, damprid first and and foremost uh i'm i i can say from experience dave uh -huh. Um, I was a victim of a flood car well, quite some time ago. Was it and, smoke? I think a cigarette, cigarette smoke. smoke is what he's looking yeah. for. Yeah, well, a flood car, smoke, it's, you know, the, the resale value on your car, forget about it. Uh, um, but uh, I'll let Rick take over and, and, and answer this question. We've, um, in, in, in or Stu. In, yeah, in reconditioning used cars, um, that's a, a constant thing. Luckily, today's it, it's much less these days. Uh, but back, uh, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was a lot of cars that smell like smoke. The ones that are severely smoked in, there's nothing that can be done about it. There is treatments. There is um, ozonators. There's machines that you put in the car overnight. And um, in my experience, I know that the the people that that have those services and sell the machines uh, say they work, but yeah, if it's a really smoked-in car, it's it's. I think it's impossible to get the smoke out um, totally. It it is just it amazing how much your car will de depreciate, <laughs> and you wonder what that person was thinking. You know, whenever they were driving around and smoking, and well, they had the windows up. Do you do you want to hear what AI has to say? Um, this is a summary: <laughs> clean and vacuum, wipe down services, 
air out the car, use baking soda, use charcoal, air fresheners, vinegar solution, ozone treatment, professional detailing, replace cabin air filter. That sounds like something from Seinfeld. That won't work. None of that works. Uh, uh, replacing the air filter is important um, because, um, but that's that's usually one of the, that's the first thing you do on yeah. a. I'd go for the car. charcoal. Yeah. I just remember that one episode of MythBusters when they left a, a, a pig carcass in the Corvette. Oh, my God. I rem Stu remembers that yeah. one. He, he now, you savage can't smell things through a television, but you could smell that car. I, I smelled it. And they could not even sell the car afterwards with no interior because, and cigarette smoke is like that. It, yeah, death and, death and cigarettes, yeah. which are, you Insidious. know. Insidious. That makes sense, you know. I hope we answered your question. Yes, you did. Thank you. I think I will not buy the uh, little old lady's car now because she, you know, does do that. She smokes in it. Oh no, no, pretty no. Much. Yeah. you'll live with I it. I know her. Her name is Nicotine Nelly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great-looking car. It's a Rav Four. It's top of the line. It really looks nice, but she's obviously abused it. <laughs> yeah. So That's I guess her. I'll just pass on that. That's pass her. on that one. We'll find a wire that it doesn't smell very well. You can't, great you can't hearing smell from you. Well. Hey. Yeah, you could damage your smell, get COVID or something, and then you won't give, give us a call again. Uh, we're going to go out to Michigan and talk to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Good Thank morning. you for calling, Ken. Hi, hey, good morning. Can you hear us? Hi there. Good morning. Hi there. Good morning. Uh, you might recall I had the, well, thank you. I had the 2016 Prius that Toyota could not fix the uh, speedometer because it wouldn't go into kilometers. Oh, I remember you, yeah. Ah. Yeah. And, and Toyota's remedy was buy a new Prius to replace my new Prius. Oh, jeez. Can you believe I, 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 that? Was, that, that shocked me. Yeah. I mean, never ceases yeah. to amaze us. Apathy. Well, they said I'd only they lose bought you a new Prius? No, I'm just kidding. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> they I'm said kidding. I'd lose, you know, take you, about the option was for you to buy thousand. For you, yeah. for, for you people that are listening, uh, when, uh, he, when this first, it was about five years ago or. Yes, 2016. Yeah, 2016. And uh, you live up near the Canadian border, and so right. you shop back and forth just like you would if you lived on a state border, and you happen to buy your Prius in Canada, and, of course, the odometer's in kilometers. And, uh, uh, but you live in America. So, like, Toyota doesn't understand that, that people that are in uh, border countries uh, will be... The same thing would happen with Mexico and Texas, and you're on a border with... Well, I guess you don't buy that many cars in Mexico, but you buy cars in Canada. But, yeah, we went to bat for you and struck out, I think. Correct. Uh, no, you made a great effort. But uh, Toyota said, well, we sent out, uh, you know, a few thousand cars <coughs> with uh, speedometers that just didn't convert. We wanted to push them out the door because I saw it at the Detroit Auto Show two miles from Canada. Yeah. And they said, uh, tough, you just buy a new Prius. <laughs> Great oh, solution. Lord. Anyhow, the reason I was calling today is I uh, was at uh, uh, the 120,000-mile mark and wanted to get an alignment. So I took your advice and went to uh, a dealer and said, hey, give me a written quote on an alignment. And they said it's about uh, a little over $200, but on top of that, there is a 10% surcharge for documentation. And I replied, you mean you're going to charge me 10% more for giving me my receipt? Well, yes, <laughs> What? Is that a trend? Yeah. No, that's a uh, Rick. That's that's, that's common. Yeah, uh, they they have. You know, we have, we're we're the only dealer that doesn't do that, but they always have miscellaneous supplies and other things yeah, that they charge extra. Ten percent to print out the to get the printout from the alignment. Yeah, the ten percent. Right. Well, that's they on every service. They have ten percent on everything. 
Yeah. Right. No, they had the shop supplies at about $30 for yeah. the $200 alignment. But then on top of that, a documentation fee for giving you, apparently, uh, State of Michigan requires uh, everybody to get a receipt for their cars. And they said, well, yeah, that's what we charge. So I went to another Toyota dealer yeah. uh, in Dundee and got the alignment for $99.99. Um, Which is more appropriate for a Prius, but, but a $50 yeah. um, surcharge. No, the, the, I thought the thing to I do is always other... always look at your invoice in any state, uh, and every dealer that I know of on their service invoices has an extra uh, junk fee. I mean, yeah. let's yeah. let's let's call you know there used to be dealer fees and all these kind of fees. We, the generic term is junk fees. That means it's profit to the dealer, and it's not something that you should be charged for. So look at your service invoice, no matter what independent or dealer service department you go through, and if you see something at the bottom with an innocuous sort of a, I don't know what that is, it's usually at the bottom, ask the cashier. Usually if you ask the cashier and uh, raise a little hell, uh, they'll 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 take it off because they know that conscientious people and smart people will catch them and they just say okay we'll waive that for you but if you don't ask you pay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I noticed sometimes they list it as a hazardous materials fee since I'm a firefighter yeah, paramedic. Yeah. Hazardous I said, materials. Well, give me the, yeah. Give me the hazardous materials that you used and I will dispose of them. <laughs> and of course there were none. So it was smart to get a uh, quote ahead of time in writing yeah. because then you could avoid problems down the road. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you again. I just wanted to say hi. Bye. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, we'll go back to Stu. Yeah, I got a, a text here. Um, this is from uh, Thiago, and he says, um, Hi, Earl. An 89-year-old friend of mine was taken advantage of at a dealership this past weekend. He went in for a service job on his completely paid-off 2021 Kia Seltos, which was still completely covered under warranty, and left only five hours later after a salesperson convinced him to lease a new 2024 Kia Seltos, uh, uh, which is a lease, and having to make a $430 a month payment because he was advised his 2021 could blow up at any minute and he may be on the side of the road. Yeah, that's a, a very sad fact that we, we've had other complaints. Uh, we've heard this over the years. We've got a lot of uh, older people in, in Florida, especially South Florida. And the sad fact is we've really investigated this legally. And as long as a senior citizen um, is has not um, signed over his rights of making decisions, they could do it to the family or any or, or someone. The court has to say that this senior citizen is incapable of making decisions, and then they have a person that is responsible. If they take advantage of a senior citizen under those conditions, uh, you could bring the car back because they weren't allowed to sell them the car. But sadly, someone that and, and many people, you know, uh, people are living older and older, and 89. It's not real, real old like it was 40 or 50 years ago. I mean, uh, so it's a sad fact. Uh, I, I can only advise, uh, you know, the relatives, children, friends of senior people that you feel are, uh, are not capable of making the right decisions to help them. You just have to be there. But once they sign on the dotted line, unless they were taken advantage of illegally, if they, if they did something that was illegal, then the, it falls under the Florida Seniors Crime Act. Uh, 
and that is that is extra punishment. If you commit a crime against a 40-year-old, the penalty is one thing. If you if you commit a crime against a 88-year-old, it's much more severe. But unless a crime was, uh, I've had calls from people. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, the, the one that came to mind was Al Hendrickson Toyota. Uh, I'll say this without embarrassing anybody because Al Hendrickson sold that dealership uh, to the Morgan Group. Uh, but back then, uh, a, a very elderly man had bought a car, been taken advantage of just as you described, and, uh, and uh, his son found out about it and was told uh, that they wouldn't give him the money back, and he never did get the money back. I even called... Uh, Al Hendrickson to, on his behalf. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you have elderly family members, uh, be careful. Try to help them out. All Sad right. story. <clears throat> I got a text from Vito. Are we going good on the phones? We are. Okay. Uh, Vito um, has, has asked a question this morning about leasing, and I also see that um, when I was out, he had, he had texted. I don't know if he got his question there. Um, but his question is, are you required to pay the acquisition fee on a lease vehicle? Um, um, isn't 550 a bit excessive? That's Fido in St. Petersburg. Um, the acquisition fee is, um, is passed on to the dealer from the lease company, and it's worked into the price of the, of the, of the of lease payment. So it's kind of like the cost of the, um, of the, uh, to the dealer, you know, so it, it's built into the lease payment. I think in your other question that oh, you had let, before. Let me, let me interject there. Yeah. That is still a junk fee. It just yes. happens to be a junk fee the by, the, by the leasing company. Yeah. And uh, it, it's almost like a transportation fee on a new car. That's a junk fee, too. I mean, uh, you should bake all your cost into the asking price right. to separate something out in a lease contract. It doesn't come extra, though, so all their advertised lease price includes it. It doesn't come in afterwards. So if yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it is included in there. Yeah, it, it, in the is, advertised it price. is included, but it's still... It's not added. It's yeah, just yeah, itemized. Yeah, yeah. That's it, what I was it's saying. It's not illegal. It's right. not illegal. It's, it's just frustrating because it should be baked into the least rate. Into the least rate. Um, that should be how, the thing. And, yeah. and the reason I wanted to jump into that is because um, Vito had another question about the, the money factor or the lease rate. And he wanted to know if it's if it's negotiable. And I was about to say no, but yes, it is because dealers will mark that up, um, and so and they'll use that to, as a hidden way to increase the um, the lease payment. So that's and I that's the reason I think worrying about that and the acquisition fee kind of waste your time. You just got to get multiple quotes and go over the lowest there's payment. A, there's a disposition fee too at the end that you have so to pay. So again, that's yeah. a junk fee. Well, that's a junk fee that does kind of surprise you because even though they tell you about it or it's in the contract, you're not going to know about it until the end from the manufacturer. Um, but um, the other, the only case where the lease um, factor isn't if they're doing like a special um, an incentivized uh, lease program, and they, they can sh you show you the lease the lease factor, and no, they can't lower that, but you know, if they're playing playing around with the numbers uh, at a car dealership, most everything's negotiable. Um, all right. Uh, okay, this is, I think we talked about this a little bit this morning. Uh, we have a text from Kyle. He says, good morning, everyone. Um, since Stu has the best feel for the current market, I know, I think my dad might. He reads a lot more automotive news than I do, so like on some of those macro things. He goes, but what do I think about trade-in values right now? Have they gotten substantially worse? 
Uh, there are a lot of automobile bubble doom and gloom on YouTube who think it will get worse. MSRP on a new Toyota is still a pretty good deal. Um, but what percentage of customers at your dealership trade, trade in a car also? Um, historically, about 40% to 50%, closer to 40% traded in a car. Um, uh, we, that number has dropped into the uh, 30s percent, not, didn't, hasn't crashed, but less than 40%. Um, it feels like right now, and like you said, it's gone up and down, it's gotten a little bit better as far with the prices. I mean, the last couple of weeks, we actually made small profits at the, um, at the auction. And, um, and like we talked about, it's this, it's a desperation, I think, uh, need for good cars. You can't find We're them. We're going to make a nice profit in the car department. Huh? This, uh, this past month. Yeah. yeah. Um, th well, that's like I said, up and which, down, which, is, which we haven't been doing. <laughs> no, I know. I said yeah. it's been up and down, but you know, this is the best up we've, that we're going to have. Um, so yeah, it, it, we're, I mean, the, the behavior of the car dealers can reflect their, their needs and we need cars and, um, I'm not trying to turn this into commercial, but if you got a car, <laughs> we need it. <laughs> we're paying top dollar, but that's everybody. That's going to be the message from every uh, car dealer right now. It's a seller's market. Right now. Boy, yeah. you're, you're in the sweet spot. You got a used car you want to get rid of. Yeah. I, I, I almost would like to do it myself because you can shop it around and people are frantic. Have you ever sold something that everybody wanted? If you feel you special. The, yeah, you got a used car. Everybody wants your used car. So you can have a lot of fun, get the maximum dollar yeah. out of that used car. Even in automotive news, you know, they talk about the struggle is real. They are looking for used cars. A year ago, I was getting solicitations to buy my house. There yeah. you go. Yeah. But I said no. Okay. Uh, oh, I got a text from Negan. Oh. Um, let's see here. Hello, Stu. Uh, so I've been keeping my eye on the Ford Raptor. Our trucks, um, they seem, these are the ones with 700 horsepower, by the way, seems every one for sale currently is selling as used with 300 or so miles on them. <laughs> as soon as I read that sentence, I, start, I began to laugh. Um, dealers are selling them to themselves. Yes, that's exactly what they're at MSRP. So their new car department is making some money. Uh, they drove them for a bit. I don't think they're even driving. They're going on the back lot. And then they go on the lot as used with a huge Thirty to forty thousand dollar additional dealer markup above MSRP. Uh, MSRP is one hundred nine thousand. Are they talking about Hollywood Toyota? Uh, well, it sounds exactly like that. This is very common behavior, so you're not. It's not surprising to, to us at Earl on Cars. Um, they do this to get around um, Ford's corporate uh, Ford Motors saying the dealers will be punished for selling new cars with additional dealer markups. So we went through this uh, many years before Ford. Uh, Toyota Im imposed some um, um, advertising um, and um, um, rules called the Covenant. Um, and to get around the, these advertising rules and how you can advertise, a lot of dealers would just buy cars from their new car department. So it's a, it's a company. It sounds so really you weird. You can't advertise a car below invoice. Right. So they can advertise a car. Now we're going the other way. <laughs> now we're going how high can you go? Back then it was how low can you go? And um, that was a trick to get around it. Toyota caught up and they uh, amended the rules. And I, I assume, Negan, that um, Ford's going to catch up and, and they'll, they'll amend the rules. But it, it is a shady practice. You said it's a shady practice that's causing backlash in the Raptor community. That's something that um, dealers should understand. That a lot, you know, in a lot, with a lot of these vehicles, it's an important thing. It is a community. And when you're treated like garbage like that without any regard for, you know, um, anybody's a financial situation it's they think well it'll go to the the guy that can afford it and uh that changes the community um so that's really cool thanks for that negan and then uh last text i have one from bob it says good morning my question 
is what would cost more to maintain for five years, a gas version or a hybrid of the same model vehicle? Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say it will cost less to maintain the hybrid, and I'll turn it over to Rick. Yeah, I agree because you would see uh, less wear and tear on the car total. Mm -hmm. uh, the brakes would last longer. Forever. And actually, if you drive it right, the tires would last a lot longer as mm -hmm. well. And like also what you talked about before in a hybrid, the computer is really controlling how much juice is getting the engine, so you can jam on it. It's going to respond, obviously, if you need in an urgent need to accelerate, mm -hmm. but it's going to detect the movement of the pedal, and the computer is going to dictate how much gas gets shot into the carburetor. You're, which keeps <laughs> your no fuel economy higher, <laughs> saving fuel. So, I mean, you, you yeah. save a lot of costs there. Yeah. And also, I think there's, a, there's also an effect when you get one. Um, you start... It's, uh, you start seeing how, how much you can maximize your, your gas mileage. Uh -huh. And so you, you, there's a thing, oh, wow, because you can see it in real time. And usually in the hybrids, uh, or maybe all the time, there's cool little gizmos showing you where the, uh, the battery power is going and the gas. And so you try to maximize it, and consequently, you're driving the car easier and, and doing less wear and tear. You're playing, a, it's playing a video game with yourself as you're driving. That's amazing. That's trying amazing to maximize stuff. those numbers. Yeah. Great information. When I first got a Prius like years ago, um, there's this thing <clears throat> we all did. It was called hypermiling. And because you could kind of play around with, there was like these sweet spots you could find with the pedal. Yes. And you could make the car um, go into all electric mode for a while or coast. And you would just be going down the road at, you know, because when you're already. Inertia um, allows you, once you're going at a speed, it takes very little energy to maintain. It's just getting to that speed. So if you could just, it was fun to do. And sometimes I would get, you know, 70, 80 miles per gallon, you know, for a period of time, maybe a few days. You know, it was pretty cool. And Welcome it, to it, the new world. It also teaches you to look for roads that where you can avoid the traffic, you oh, yeah. avoid the red lights. It, it spreads traffic out, so it's good for the whole community when you're doing that. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just about 9.31, and I think that we're going to have to go to the Big Dog Ranch segment. And um, if we have time after the Mystery Shopping Report, we'll go back to Stu on Facebook and uh, Rick with YouTube. Uh, but there's, you know, there's all kind of great things going on out there at Big Dog Ranch that a lot of people don't know. The first thing I'd like to share with you is the um, uh, the uh, the uh, fees out there, and they're temporarily reduced. These are adoption fees, and did you know that $200 uh, for dogs under six months, $200 for the uh, there's a sale adoption fee <laughs> yeah they're having, having a sale, sale. and uh, also uh, for the uh, dogs that are over six months old it's a uh, hundred dollars so they've been the big dog ranch for more than six months yeah yeah uh, so uh, longer than six months oh okay yeah. I didn't get that part okay uh, so at any rate if you don't have the uh, website uh, you can go to www.bigdogranchrescue.org. And um, we, I hope we have time to share our visit out there with Big Dog Ranch. We had an absolutely uh, phenomenal time out there, uh, even with the weather and uh, everything that went on. Uh, but today we have uh, Aladdin, a.k.a. Tank, and uh, he's going to come to us on a, a video and that video will be narrated by Natalie, and uh, he's a, he's a bulldog. And we're paying an American, the adoption fees. An American mm -hmm. uh, American mixed, and he's sixty pounds. 
and I'm not quite sure how long he's been out of Big Dog Ranch, but right here at Erlon Cars, we make it easy for you to adopt a dog uh, by paying the adoption fees, and uh, it uh, they do a background check. Uh, it's just an amazing place, uh, and the, the volunteers out there, uh, they are amazing people, but they're still looking for more volunteers. And did you know that they are the largest, largest cage-free, no-kill shelter in the United States? Uh, uh, Laurie Simmons uh, and uh, everyone else out there, what a great job they're doing out there. They and euthanize they have a, no dogs. They've had dogs out there for over five years until they found a home finally. Yeah. Exactly, and we had uh, recently uh, a dog of the week that was uh, at the ranch for 520 days. And uh, if you didn't know about their veteran program out there, it's just amazing. Uh, we, we were with some of the uh, dog trainers, and uh, what an amazing program that is where they just pair a veteran and a dog. And it takes a long time for that to happen. They have to train that dog, service dog, for, you know, like six months. And then they bring the veteran in. And, you know, every once in a while is just magical. They just love each other. And they just go home very, very happy. And sometimes it doesn't happen. So they work very hard out there uh, with the dog training program uh, for service dogs. So um, at any rate, we have Natalie. And I believe that uh, Jonathan is ready for Natalie to bring in Aladdin, a.k.a. Tank, on video. Cue video. Hi, we're here with Tank, also known as Aladdin. He was a boxer bulldog mix born here at Big Dog Ranch, and he was adopted as a puppy and has been returned. So he is looking for a home again. He's a big guy, would like some active family yard to run in but he just just needs a home pretty calm past that crazy puppy phase and we'll be your best friend he's a big boy he's beautiful how much do you think he weighs did they say how much he weighs he's 60 pounds 60 pounds mm -hmm. oh, yeah. she, she's she's small <laughs> and it's a pretty pretty young pup if you're uh, at six months in two weeks that's a puppy okay so he's not even full grown so like he's he's a big bulldog so he's probably uh, at a year and a half two years totally fully grown you know so he might get up a little bit bigger he'll fill out Ooh. oh he definitely will fill you know out. If, you, <laughs> if you've never been if, of course this is if you're local but if you come to this area or you're local if you've never been to big dog ranch rescue uh, nancy and i as she said we're out there sunday or day before yesterday and um it was uh, shocking to how much they've grown. I mean, they are growing by leaps and bounds. And I was talking in the studio before we went uh, live on the air. Uh, they have, since we've been out there, they have built a uh, puppy town. They have uh, an entire town, I'm telling yeah. you, a puppy town down. of little houses for the, for the puppies. And right next to puppy town, is the maternity ward. Mama town. So when, the, when, when, they, when they adopt a pregnant uh, uh, a dog and the puppies are born, they move to puppy town. Okay. And so you, you could either go into the maternity ward and adopt the mama and, and some of the pups after the pups have been weaned, the and then you gotta pups. go over to puppy town. 
Uh, Go here. to Puppy Town and lie down on your back, and you'll be attacked by puppies. Yeah. And uh, all the houses, each house in Puppy Town is a different color. Uh, they have a, a lake, a swimming pool. Uh, they, they also built, this is, this is mind-boggling, they built a beautiful home out there. So I asked uh, uh, the Rob, manager Robin. out there, uh, what is, have you finished the home? Well, it'll be finished uh, in just a few weeks. It looked like it was finished to me. And I said, what's the home for? I thought maybe Lori Simmons, the founder of the Big Dog there. Ranch, was going to move out there. <laughs> it's a home for the dogs. Uh, before dogs uh, are adopted, they're in cages, and I guess it's an acclimation. To get them used to living So they put them in a home so they, they, can, be, they can be trained so uh, not to wee-wee on the carpet and, and to go to the front door. And, uh, and they feel comfortable when they go. Instead of being moved right from a, from a little bitty enclosure into house. a big home, you're already in a home and you acclimate. It's amazing That's what you've really done cool. and, and ladies and gentlemen, you're going to uh, adopt a very healthy dog. If you don't know it, I mean, they have a surgery center. They have a, a Quarant- dental a department. They have, uh, they have everything you can imagine that a human would you know have and it's just an amazing place if you get a chance go ahead out take a look around it uh you can spend uh an hour you can spend all day yeah, there's so much a, to see it's in locks it's in loxahatchee groves so if you're if you're in south florida you just go west on okeechobee boulevard off the turnpike yeah. just go west on okeechobee boulevard oh, wow. and, and it'll take you off from the turnpike about at 20 minutes yeah and uh, when you get out there it's worth just visiting even if you don't want a dog you will see the most amazing facility to house dogs you've ever seen in your life it's just worth going out there and wandering around absolutely and josh was out there with us and um uh, there were uh uh, a lot a lot going on out there they were taking a lot of pictures and and the dogs were just maybe it was because of the storm that they were just so worked up but they come flying out of the door and Josh said something really funny. He's we're going to have some really great pictures of you, Nancy, being mauled by the dogs because they came out and I was holding these treats and they jumped all over me and I was like near the lake out there where they like to play. I and, love that, and Earl was too. But the dogs were everywhere. They were just having a great time. Josh was having a great time. So at any rate, let me mention uh, confessions of a recovering car dealer and uh, the fact that uh, this book is timeless. And you can purchase this book, and all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> all proceeds. Give me a little dog. <laughs> oh, isn't he precious? <laughs> so, at any rate, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, like I said, uh, the book is, is, is timeless, and uh, it goes to a very good cause. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Okay, uh, Jonathan, uh, we're at 9.40. It's time, I believe, for the Mystery Shopping Report. Okay. Um, right. uh, remember, shop- folks, you can take and you can vote at 772-497-6530. And uh, we went to, uh, uh, where, did, where did we go? We went to uh, Rob Lamadon's <laughs> University Dodge of Fort Lauderdale. I've never heard of that place. Uh, never, I never I've, heard, heard, I've heard of University of Dodge. I don't know. Maybe they just tagged his name on it recently. Well, Fort Lauderdale threw me off because that's a lot of big places, yeah. but there's also so many small right. mom-pa dealerships there. 
off the sides yeah, of the roads but, down there. So yeah. I don't know. University Dodge. Well, it sounds like a small dealership, but like Nancy said, uh, I wouldn't think you'd find a small dealership in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I believe it is because usually the uh, Salantis, uh, you have the Dodge Jeep, uh, uh, you know. Uh, is it Rob Lambdas? Yeah. Rob Lambdas, yeah. Okay. I'll speak as if I were Agent Lightning, and this is the mystery shop. Upon my arrival at the dealership, at 8.50 a.m., the showroom was eerily quiet, much like a ghost town. I guess most dealerships don't open the sales department until 9 o'clock, um, uh, like a ghost town. Three Hellcats, all locked and occupied on the floor. The Hellcat is a super-fast car. I think I saw something about Jay Leno uh, buying a, Hel a Hellcat uh, for his uh, collection. Right. And I think it's because they've been, this is the last year, is the Hellcat? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not that. I know. So it's a. I know what the Hellcat is because it's that super yeah. fast supercar. But that's a version of an SRT. Which it's is the the Dodge Challenger, Challenger SRT team. with the massive upgraded okay. motor. So both of these and, cars you looked at were Challengers. Yeah, and, th and then they came out with the uh, very extremely limited uh, Demon version that was pretty much meant only for racetracks right. because it actually gave your Plaid a run for its money. After about 10 yeah. minutes of wandering, I took note of a group engaged in a meeting. They glanced my way but made no move to engage. It later came to my attention that they held roles as finance and sales managers. Feeling the urge to explore, I made my... Before I go there, I just said, Nancy and I were talking about that. You know, it's it, it, just something not uh, smart about holding a meeting when customers are coming into mm -hmm. the dealership or a restaurant or anything else. I, I've had that happen. Uh, Nancy and I have had that, have had that happen to us uh, where we walked into a restaurant and uh, when they were open for business and uh, they were all having a meeting and they weren't ignoring us. Not smart. Uh, it's not devious. It's not deceptive, but it's just it's stupid. Rude. Uh, feeling the need to explore, I made my way to the outdoor lot. It wasn't much before an employee approached. I, I, I already did that. Um, and uh, he says, could you wait about five minutes, not long after a cluster of eight men appeared from another building, brushing past me without uttering a single word. Curious, I followed them in the showroom. Upon my return to salesman, munching on something came up to me. <laughs> he covered his mouth and inquired, do you need help? Really laid back. I mean, yeah. well, at least he did. It's hard to believe this is a Fort Lauderdale. I mean, I would think this would be a country town. At least he wasn't like chomping on his I, breakfast with I, his I, mouth open. <laughs> anyway, uh, I said, I'm quite interested in this Hellcat. Uh, I responded, uh, Did you schedule an appointment? He asked. No, I replied, Is that necessary? No worries, he assured us. I'm here to assist you. He then shared, uh, We only have three Hellcats in stock. Due to their limited availability, they're priced above MSRP. Real quick, I'm looking on their on their website. They have a lot of vehicles in stock, but not Hellcats. Not Hellcats. I'm no. saying, as far as size of the yeah. dealership goes, they're stock in uh, 344 used vehicles. Well, that's what they say. That's, that's what they say. Yeah. The MSRP on the Monroe label said 108,095 dollars. Whoa! Who never thought of Dodge for 108,000 dollars? <laughs> That everybody wants Times to get. Times are changing. The addendum, hang on to your hats. You better sit down for this one. Another $21,397 added to the 
$95. Now, you got to love a Dodge to pay that much money for a Dodge. You got to love <laughs> very, very much. <laughs> Curious, I posed the question, is the markup really 20000 above MSRP? No, we clarified, we can work with you. Okay. <laughs> of course. And the gas mileage, I continue playing Monster Law. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> the gas mileage. Well, this is funny, too. The sticker, <laughs> this is the answer. The salesman says, the sticker might say 13 miles per gallon, but realistically, you get close to a nine. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know that the difference between 13 and nine is four, but. It's still, <laughs> once you go to single digits. Uh, as for the SRT, about 15 miles per gallon, he explained, with a jesting tone. He shouted to a colleague, Hey, Justin, how many miles does your Hellcat get? Give. So the salesman, Justin, drives a Hellcat. Before Justin could respond, the salesman smirked, but beware, he drives like there's no tomorrow. In good humor, Justin replied, honestly, about seven miles per gallon. Seven. <laughs> and there's yeah. another question. We're talking about high car payments yeah. and things like that. Justin's I, a salesman I, driving a $100,000 car. I haven't had, I, I drove the first uh, Mazda RX-3, uh, no, RX-100, Mazda RX-100, and that got seven miles per gallon. I've never heard of a car getting that uh, low of mileage. Not to mention, I, I knew a person that had a Hellcat. He sold it because he was putting on all four tires and all four brakes, pads and rotors, yeah. about every seven to 10,000 miles. And he was yeah. getting negative If you want a muscle car, you're going to have to buy gallon. one of these. So, so there are people out there that are still buying muscle cars, and uh, the Hellcat is for a the, muscle car. The dying, the dying population that wants these cars, and they apparently pay up for them. Uh, I quipped to uh, Justin, how often do the cops pull you over? He says, only once, Justin retorted, but the officer uh, let me off, uh, told him he'd never catch me if I didn't want him to. I don't believe that, but uh, salesman laughed. Not only does he drive well, but he's also bold with the officers. Uh, I believe that. Getting back to the business, I asked, could I get a price for both the Hellcat and the SRT? Certainly, the salesman responded, introducing himself as Will. He handed the window stickers uh, for both vehicles. By the way, you mentioned every Friday morning, the finance and sales teams have their meetings. Given their, that last month's sales didn't meet expectations, <laughs> they'll likely be in there until 10 a.m. They're being, they're being accosted that's, that's, and that's beat totally up. That's totally honest. Uh, tell this customer that your sales are not good. We'll, uh, we'll continue. The SRT isn't marked up as much as the Hellcat, but I'm not trying to make you subtle. I just want you to have all the information. I was given two hand-scrawled worksheets for both vehicles. Both included all the markups. Recalling his previous question, he asked, so how soon are you thinking of buying? I need a car ASAP, I replied, but $20,000 above MSRP is asking a bit too much, even for a Hellcat. Will suggested, once the managers are out of the meeting, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Around 10 or 10.30, you should talk to them directly about the price. No wonder they're not selling many cars. Right. They're always in the meeting. Uh, he went on to assure me, regardless of selling price, my commission remains the same. I don't believe that. That's, uh, yeah, that was but interesting. But if that's true, it's a good thing. If it's true, it's a good thing. Um, well, we'll make sure agent line knows to ask more. 
uh, when, when she yeah, gets information. We'll find like out that. about yeah. that. I, I mean, uh, what a bizarre dealership. I, I'm, this, we should have a third category, buy, don't buy, and you ain't believing this. Yeah. I, and that would be under the third column. If, if, they're, uh, if they're putting $21,000 to play with on the price and they're paying the salesperson um, just a flat commission, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Conversation dragged on with Will's attempt to fill the uncomfortable time while we waited. <laughs> oh, man. But we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, hey, uh, I hand it to Agent Lightning for pretending to wait until uh, 1030 we, for as we long as she did. We shop them maybe once every two months just for a laugh. I mean, We'll catch them in a meeting. Yeah. We were there at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're in their afternoon meeting yeah. until 530. Well, first of all, they're, they're a dealership selling only Dodge, and that's out of the dark ages. I mean... I, I yeah. it used to be there were just oh no there's you're right there's yeah. nothing on their website they just but Dodges. Dodges yeah I mean there used to be just GMC dealers and just Buick dealers he must have done and, something and, bad and he then didn't. after a while they dueled and become and uh, maybe anyway. he's been, maybe Lambdas has been there forever or he did or Dodge uh, they don't like him and they won't give him a Jeep franchise <laughs> conversation dragged on with Will's attempt to fill the uncomfortable time while we waited decided I wasn't going to wait any longer. Our conversation drew to an end, <laughs> and I requested his business card. It's all the same to you, he offered. Why not save my details in your phone? He gave me his name again, Will, and his personal cell, cell number. Now, uh, that I recommend you always try to get the personal cell number of your salesperson and your sales manager. So this is a, this is a third category. This We cannot categorize this dealership. I don't uh, know what to say. Yeah. Uh, thinking... Uh, Thanking me for my time, Express. I hope to hear from you soon. And uh, got some nice pictures of the dealership. It's just a Dodge dealership in Fort Lauderdale. Very strange. Well, I guess we'll get some very strange votes and uh, yeah. we'll see what's happening. Right. All I got so is from Mark right now. He says, What? How much? No need for further information. My grade equals D. And then he texted it again a minute later and says, I mean F. <laughs> but, um, this is, I think, this for me. This is going to be a first for me. They get. I'm giving them an I. Um, incomplete. I. I don't. We don't know what really happens at, at Lambda's um, University Dodge. Uh, we know what they're what they what they want to do. <laughs> they want to make. They want to make a. Uh, well, I'm going to guess the gross on it if you sold it MSRP is probably fifteen <coughs> fifteen thousand dollars anyway. So withhold back and all that sort of stuff you add twenty one thousand dollars on and you're selling this car for you're making a, a shy of a forty thousand dollar gross profit they get an a for the most ambitious um deal i think i've ever seen um but they get an i <laughs> because i don't know what's happening moving move, moving right along to you rick <laughs> okay i've got negan one with a big f <clears throat> adm no go joseph kelleher with an f Kirk in West by God, Virginia, University Dodge. This sounded more like an episode out of Stranger Things. Yeah. Silly markups and meetings to boot equals F. Uh, let's see. That's all we've got so far. I got one here um, from Bob. <coughs> he says, I'll send my grade for University Dodge after my meeting ends at 1030. I have a picture of the new vehicle director. And if you can see that. Is that the guy with the big beard? With the big beard. He's got a long, wow. long beard. He looks like a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're there, and they are Dodge Ram. So they have Dodge, and they have the Ram truck. But, oh, okay. Uh, 
Now, one other thing that, that Dodge did, by the way, you notice there was a Durango on the showroom floor. Uh, Dodge actually put the Hellcat motor and driveline in that truck in a Durango. They only did again a very limited oh, that's number. A, that was a SUV, right? And they they jacked the price way up on those as well. Um, is that fun to drive? There actually <laughs> was talk. They wanted to try to put a Hellcat into a basically a caravan, a minivan. Oh, really? I, I mean, to sell at their dealerships? To sell at the dealerships. I don't imagine why they would do that, but they were talking about it. Because they saw how well uh, Toyota did with the Sienna SE Swagger Wagon. Yeah, they, they just wanted a, a a minivan that could do a quarter mile in four seconds. Hey, you know, they probably have some time on their hands, and they're sitting around like, what can we do with these cars, man? Yeah. What if we start swapping the engines around? Mm -hmm. We could kill some time, maybe make some money. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, I think we need some grades from you guys. Okay. Earl? Earl's, what, what, what do you I, I was trying to find uh, some more information off their website. All I can tell you is they have several people with long beards. Mm. Really? So, more than one? Yeah. yeah well, Are, is it an Amish dealership? Okay, that's a possibility. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Sounds that. interesting. Uh, I, uh, long beards. I, I'm in shock because they're not in. I, like Stu said, how could you give them a grade? Uh, they seem like they're in la-la mm. land. I, I, I don't understand. La-la? Yeah. Mm. Uh-uh. You know where they really were? Clownsville. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your vote is what? My vote is going to be. I, 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 my vote. I'm going to withhold my vote. I, I don't know how to vote on the dealership. Okay. You're going to give them an I. Okay. And incomplete. And incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. It's on. It's their fault. I mean, if they were on the ball, yeah. we would have had some information to work with. Well, this, the show is to analyze deception and transparency, and uh, you know, can you go in and get an honest deal? That's what, what we're set yeah, up to do. But We don't know that, but we, we it doesn't look good so it's, far. We it's set up poorly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. uh, YouTube just caught up to me, and I just got a whole bunch more came in, so uh, Mark Anderson? Question mark. I think he's confused as we are, and he's, uh, he's probably going incomplete like Stu did. Tim Gilliland? 100,000 plus with a 20,000 addendum and seven miles per gallon? Where do I sign? Grade <laughs> equals weird. Yeah. Johnny Z. Fraidley, F. Flat commission might be the same, but I'm sure there are bonuses. Brian Sedlatko, my grade is D for Dodge with a downward thumb. Mm. Rocky Blockatiel, 120K Hellcat? Hell no. I'll have to dodge that dealership. <laughs> Mark Smith, I give him a solid D minus. Joe did. University? No, more like primary school. F. Ken Asher? F. Mark Smith? I'll keep my Camry XLE V6, which Mark told me earlier. He just wound up buying this uh, Camry, so he's kind of proud of it. Good for you, Mark. Welcome back to the family. We won him back from Nissan. And that's what we've got so far. <laughs> okay. Um, my own grade, I'm, go I'm, I'm going with Stu. I'm going incomplete. Incomplete. Okay. Uh, we, we're going to have okay. to send her back to this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Agent Lightning never ceases to amaze me. Uh, she, uh, you know, emphasized that she was uh, going along. You know, she was nonchalant, even though she could have taken it in a 
different direction. And for me, um, I don't need any more information. I, I can wing it from the, you know, material that's sitting in front of me. And, you know, I have to ask, uh, as Earl did, uh, with the finance managers, with the sales managers, with all these people uh, that were around, you know, why were they even there? And I thought that the customer always came first. And uh, the guy, uh, and the guys here pointed out to me, everybody had a long beard. Uh, he's got food in his mouth. Uh, and, uh, he's trying. He's trying to eat. So, you know, and, and then forget about it. Uh, you know, uh, she asks, "Is the markup really twenty thousand? Is the markup really twenty thousand? Um, all I would want in response to this salesperson, if that's what he was, was a yes or a no. But yet he said, we can work with you. I got to turn around and get out of that dealership because it's definitely Clownsville. Uh-huh. And I we'll give them back. an F, F, F. F, F, F. They, um, I don't think there's as many people with long beards as you think. Apparently. Two uh, minutes. Okay. This guy appears um, more than uh, once. Only two. Huh? He, well, he appears more than once on the website. He appears oh, under is that the same guy. Yeah, he's under the, the sales, sales management guy. team as um, new vehicle director. It's Kevin. Ah. And if you go all the way down, he also appears under a, a, a group of people known as as the power brokers. Ah. <laughs> and he's under as a sales expert. So he's. He, and Justin has no picture at all. Justin has a placeholder picture. Yeah. It just says Justin Ferrero, and a little and a little icon. I think we got to go, don't we? All right, let's go. Okay, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us uh, this Labor Day weekend. We certainly enjoyed your company, everybody involved, and we'll be right back here next week. And don't forget to go to BigDogRanchRescue.org and take a look at all the dogs that they have there and uh, even more information about Tank. Tank Have a wonderful weekend. (laughs) Tank is free. Tank is free. Oh.